I reckon waiting for the bill in a restaurant at the end of the meal is such a pain. I know, but have you seen Mr Yum Split and Pay? I used it the other day at a restaurant. I just scanned the bill and straight away was able to easily split it with friends, pay and leave. It was super fast and super easy. Really sounds amazing. That's right. Mr Yum Split and Pay makes it so simple for diners to pay their bill, to split it between a group and even pay for individual items. Restaurants love it as they get to know their customers better than ever, making it simple to send targeted offers and get their guests coming back again and again. It really is a game changer for venues that love full service but want to streamline payments. Mr. Yum's Split and Pay is the better way to pay, and it's free until July 2023. Visit mryum.com. Welcome to another Principle of Hospitality podcast. This is the first episode of season 11, so it's fantastic to have you along. Now, I'm Sean DeVries. You've probably heard my voice before on many of these podcasts, but this is a special podcast as we release into the first episode of season 11 with three amazing guests. That's right. We've talked about it before, but we're actually going to launch with three new hosts for season 11 who are going to become the makeup of Poe and every voice you hear. The reason why we did that was really we wanted to have different voices in the industry, people from the industry talking about their careers in the industry and what they're excited about moving forward for the hospitality game, which is absolutely changing, as you know. So without further of introduction, Kaylee Tan. Hello, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I am very well. Uh, it's fantastic to have you here. Now, we're gonna, we're not going to announce everyone at the start because we're going to do it. We're going to drip feed it's it a bit. a bit of a here. surprise. Surprise as we go along. <laughs> surprise as we go along. Intrigue, mystery. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kayleen, like people have heard your voice before. I think we did an interview together. It would have been in 2020. Yeah. I think. Just at the mid of the first bit of COVID, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And then we did a video together as well with Melbourne Reopen, which was yes. great at the end of 2020. So people obviously know you uh, from your amazing work in Tonka and of Coda in Melbourne. So what are you doing right now? Like, what are you excited about? What do people need <laughs> to know about you? Why are you excited to be a host with us at Poe? Um, I'm excited to do something different because I uh, mentioned before, I actually graduated with a diploma in mass communications before I became a chef. So doing this podcast with Poe is kind of like my life coming into full circle in a sense mm. so it's kind of nice to be able to use those skills that I picked up so many years ago and I learned in school and be able to fuse them together with whatever knowledge I gained from the hospitality industry over the last 10 years I think my parents will be very proud my diploma <laughs> did not go to waste mum <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's good. I'm glad that your parents are going to be happy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how have things been at Tonka and Coda, you know, since we saw you last time? Um, it's been really nice to see the city slowly come back to life. Friday, Saturday nights have been really, you know, you just slowly see people coming back into the city, which is really amazing. But I think right now at the moment, we're all still struggling with the remnants of the pandemic. I think over the last couple of weeks, people have just started calling in again and people have been isolating which is completely understandable mm. but I think at the moment I, a lot of restaurants and my, ourselves as well we've been struggling with the stress of fi- being short-handed and then on top of the fact 
people calling in sick and then not actually having any more government funding to help us. So it's it's put a lot of stress on, I think, myself and the rest of my team to kind of keep the ship sailing through the iceberg. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <matter of> speaking. <laughs> what a big iceberg it is, eh? Huge iceberg. <laughs> <laughs> you've, you've done some cool stuff since we've talked to you last as well, like you're on MasterChef in last season and oh, also yeah. you did a you did a cool little collaborative effort at Australian Open this year yeah. as well. So you've done a, some really cool stuff as yeah. well. Like, how's that been? MasterChef was a real, really fun experience. Got to really thank um, Adam DeSilva for getting myself and the re- some of my team involved in that. So it was really cool to be on the show. And then with the Australian Open inspirational series, I would actually dare to say that that event kind of changed like the way I think about certain things, you know, and um, meeting a lot of inspirational women as well uh, through the event has been a really great networking experience and got me in touch with a lot of people who are outside of the hospitality industry as well. So coming into this has been, you know, a new and fresh host. Have you thought about yet, like what kind of conversations that you want to have with people in the industry? I think for myself, I'm really interested in the stories behind food like what inspires chefs to cook the way that they cook or why do they believe in a certain type of cuisine, for example. And I think those stories that actually fuel the dishes that you see on menus, it's always really interesting. And I think we often see chefs as just chefs, right? Like, oh, they just cook. But there's always like a personality behind the face that we don't often get to see because we only see what they present to us on a plate and we only see what is put to us through like media outlets and stuff like that about the kind of food that they create. But yeah, I think a lot of chefs have really cool stories and really cool hobbies and things that they are really interested in outside of cooking, which would be really cool to explore. We're so excited to have you as part of (laughs) Poe. Thank you. Thank you for having me. For joining us today. Next off the rank. Ashley Ellis. Now, Ash, you and I have known each other for three years now after a casual meeting uh, with our joint friend Toby Puddock for a brand that I used to look after and then brought you into it. That was probably one of the best coffees I've had in high ground in Melbourne for a long time. I would agree. I just knew it was kind of like a date, man. Like I just knew within the first five minutes that I'd hire you. It was a love at first sight. (laughs) Don't know if it was your dulcet tones or... The fact that you're taller than me, like one of those two things, it was fantastic, right? <laughs> and I mean, you're a champion in this industry in Melbourne and, and I know you've been here for a little bit now. Mm-hmm. So to give a bit of background, like Ash and I used to work together at Laneway Greens when Laneway Greens was um, was still a thing, an amazing brand that was in, is in the CBD of Melbourne and worked together on a lot of nutritional stuff and a lot of salads. Mm-hmm. You know, people are going to understand your accent coming through, yeah. right? Yeah, so... Exactly. <laughs> What's your sort of history in the industry and like what brings you here with us at Poe? So, yeah, I'm from I'm from the UK. I arrived in Melbourne three years ago, mm-hmm. some three years ago. Yeah, in terms of my background, I uh, yeah worked in restaurants, worked in hotels in the UK, and then I also studied nutritional therapy as well. So my my connection with food, I would say, is maybe slightly different to, you know, your typical chef hospitality industry I Mm -hmm. see food as in a holistic sense in that it can make you feel great and make you feel not so great so I approach food in that sense I I look at things and say well what can you incorporate into your diet uh, into your lifestyle to make you feel as good as possible Mm -hmm. and that's kind of where my career has kind of gone towards over the past few years really focused on product development so in the UK I did a lot of stuff the big supermarkets over there 
and I've kind of brought that over here as well, really brought my experience and brought together all of my experience over the years as well. It's kind of funny how things work. At the time, you feel like it doesn't really make a lot of sense, but then when you look back, you can see why everything happened the way that it did. That's what I'm finding at the moment, that it's all kind of coming together quite nicely. So what are you doing with yourself now? Like, obviously, we stopped working together like a couple of years ago, but yep. we've kept in close contact for that period of time. But yep. what are you doing now? Uh, so right now, I am a development chef for a independent uh, supermarket. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're based out of Foot Park. They brought me in a few months ago to kickstart their food range. So I'm developing their whole menu, their whole range, doing the nutritional for all of that as well. So understanding the nutritional values and trying mm. to get the balance between food tasting quite nice and then also making sure that it, it's relatively healthy for the customers as well uh so that's going back to what i was saying in terms of everything kind of coming back to you what you're doing at that yeah <laughs> so you know i i did i did restaurants i did hotels that gave me my absolute foundation of what it means to cook with food and, and to understand that mm. and then i went into product development and i understood that and then i went into nutrition and i understood that and then now it's all kind of combined together and i now have a role that's brought all of that together it's just this beautiful full circle moment essentially so yeah yeah, for sure it's a great opportunity that i have right now do you think as an industry like we think about nutrition nearly enough like i feel like we think about how something how food looks uh and how it tastes a lot but do you think like nutrition is something that we think about enough in the industry it depends where you're at really i think if you're talking about your typical restaurant or hotel i'd probably say not so much Mm. but what i love about melbourne is that it is a lot more health conscious than other cities in the world so you are aware of what you're consuming a lot more than if you're in another city but i personally feel like that could potentially be the next step especially in a place like melbourne people are so conscious of what they're putting into their bodies and aware of their allergies and their intolerances and i I think the industry will head towards that eventually where it's a bit more fluid in terms of what they have in their menu to try and accommodate you know the issues that certain customers may have yeah for sure with intolerances or whatever it may be so finally like what kind of conversations do you want to have with people as hosting a podcast like if you thought about the kind of people that you want to interview or the kind of stories that you want to tell i think that i would want to veer it more towards the nutrition Mm. and the healthy eating like i said i think melbourne is great for that and i think right now it's not at the forefront in the way that i think that it could be sure so i think it'd be really good to kind of bring that out a bit more into i think in 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 a sense there's still a slight stigma around intolerances and what i would want to do is to make people feel comfortable around that and to still say it's okay that you can't eat dairy or you can't eat gluten but you can still go out and have a really good meal and that's absolutely fine to create an environment where people can do that and feel comfortable and not even have to question it or almost make it the norm in a sense yeah that that's that's where it is now i think a lot of people are so aware of themselves and what they're eating that they need to be able to go to anywhere really and and just feel comfortable in, in what they're eating i think Thank you, Ash. Thank you. It's amazing to have you here. Thank you. Lucky last. Hey, Leon Kennedy. How are you? I'm good, mate. Thanks for having me. Pleasure to have you here. Now, people probably know you from our podcast at the start of 2021, mm-hmm. I think, which at that point was the longest podcast that we'd actually recorded. <laughs> <laughs> I think yes. we've now overtaken you by by one person who's gone slightly longer. Oh, no way. Yeah, who, yeah, yeah. That? that was Reggie Honor from Hibiki. Oh, dude. All right, you're going to have to get me on again. <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> Is it Reggie? I'm, I'm coming for you. <laughs> Such a nice guy. Um, <laughs> most people will know in the Melbourne coffee industry like who you are, what you're about. But for the couple of people that know, don't, what is Leon Kennedy about in regards to Proud Marys? Oh, man. 
I think you too kind. I think there's a, there's a lot of people out there that would have no idea who I am. So <laughs> for most of that, I think I, look, I've been working in the coffee industry for a very long time. It's quite funny because if you come to Proud Mary, I'm probably the biggest rookie there, and yeah, right. I'm probably the the person who knows the least about coffee. So mm. uh, in those four walls, it's quite funny because I feel like the the amateur, but Thankfully, I get to get out of those four walls often and have conversations with people that aren't in the coffee industry where I get to sound like I know what I'm talking about. Um, but no, I think at Prouds, it's been a, a really incredible couple of years. You know, it's just been, I mean, everyone in Melbourne right now doesn't need to hear it again. It's been an incredible pandemic and da 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 da. And we're just in this, in that sort of process now of sort of being able to see the light at the end of the tunnel and try and recover and, you know, go and get after it really. And yeah. it's an exciting time. Where do you feel coffee is at the moment? It's been interesting having a couple of people on the podcast recently talking about coffee prices and mm. when coffee prices are going to raise in, you know, in Melbourne and around the country. Like what's your sort of feeling about where coffee's at right now? Yeah, it's it's fairly inevitable. I think there's two ways that you can look at it. You know, one is that it's just another product in another market and economically every market swells, right? And they all sort of undulate and this is just another cycle. So you can look at it like that and say well then really you just need to be strategic about how you manage you know those ebbs and flows but I think philosophically and more conceptually I think it's bloody awesome because people should charge more for coffee and people should pay more for coffee and really at the end of the day if it results in more awareness around how coffee should be treated as a product Mm. then great it's going to save us some time because that's what we're trying to do every day is really try to make sure that the people at the start of the supply chain that are producing the coffee get well represented. And it's pretty hard to do that when you have a whole lot of people complaining about paying $4 for a, a cup of coffee. <laughs> I'm sure you've had many of those conversations um, during your career. Yeah. Finally, like what kind of conversations are you excited to, to have at Poe? Like we've talked, you and I and Sash have probably talked the longest about, you know, you potentially coming in and having some conversations. Mm-hmm. Like what are you thinking about? Man, I think over the years I've been able to build up some really amazing sporting analogies in business. So just looking to bust out some of them <laughs> to a wider audience. Um, no, no, honestly, I think for me, you know, I guess I've found a lot of purpose in my life in trying to help people with their businesses so that they can enjoy their lives more. Mm. You know, that's something that's really helped me to, like I said, find meaning and, and add value. And I think one of the best ways to do that is through learning from people's experience. Yeah. You know, I think if you can if you can get around a table with someone and, and hear all about their experience and, and what they've done well and what they haven't done well, it's all learning. Mm. So my, my hope would be that people can listen to some of those conversations and really get something out of it that can be practical, something that they can apply that will help them with their business. Love it. And you've passionately talked on that uh, with the last podcast that we had and you know, we got teamed up with a lot of people after the podcast that you had and they all said the same thing that you care about their business. Sure. Um, so that was, a, that was a really good thing. The three of you, thank you so much. Appreciate it. This is short and sweet, right? Like we're just giving people a taste of what the new host is going to be about. So I think that's really, really exciting. Are you saying something, Sam? And we don't really know at this point like where these conversations are going to go. I think the fun thing about it and the thing that I've learned about hosting um, a couple of different podcasts now is the fact that it's exciting where a host and a guest go on a podcast. And I'm excited for you guys in in what kind of conversations that you're going to have because they're always unexpected. 
they're always somewhere where you don't think they're going to go. And I think that's the highlight from it is that I've learned so much over the last three, four, however many years that I've done the podcast from me. So I always feel guilty from being a host on the podcast. So it will be interesting to see what you guys are, what you guys feel and where we go. And this might go into different shows, but and eventually we, uh, at the moment, we just want you to host at least one to two episodes a season. So most people know uh, from listening to the podcast now that we're in 12 episode season. So it's really, really exciting. But we're so blessed to have all three of you on. I know Sash is very excited uh, as well in the background there. And thanks so much for being the new host of Poe. Uh, thanks for having us, thanks, man. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> thanks for tuning in to another episode of Poe. This is the first one of season 11. So I hope you really enjoyed it and just got a little taste of our new hosts and what they're all about. We're super excited, Poe, for what this season and numerous seasons coming up towards the end of the year are going to be and the conversations are going to have. We've always wanted to have different hosts and this is going to be absolutely fantastic. So comment, like and share this podcast with your friends in the industry. Now that we're getting even more people involved, it's going to be even more fun. So make sure you share it along. And until next time, stay safe, everyone. I reckon waiting for the bill in a restaurant at the end of the meal is such a pain. I know, but have you seen Mr. Yum Split and Pay? I used it the other day at a restaurant. I just scanned the bill and straight away was able to easily split it with friends, pay and leave. It was super fast and super easy. It really sounds amazing. That's right. Mr. Yum Split and Pay makes it so simple for diners to pay their bill, to split it between a group and even pay for individual items. Restaurants love it as they get to know their customers better than ever, making it simple to send targeted offers and get their guests coming back again and again. It really is a game changer for venues that love full service but want to streamline payments. Mr. Yum's Split and Pay is the better way to pay and it's free until July 2023. Visit mryum.com.